Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of We All Might Need a Little Therapy. I'm your host T and I hope y'all doing well. I feel like it's been a while since I recorded, so uh, y'all know me in my head about it, but we move. Um, Thank y'all for being here. Whoever's listening still, wow, love you. Because <laughs> I don't know who's counting. Well, I hope nobody counting. That's a little much. But um, in two days from when this episode drops, I'll be at a year of my podcast, which is crazy to me. Um, I don't really want to talk about it. I'll probably drop an episode for that moment because I just know me. Um, but December 12th will be a year. Hmm. So, (laughs) you know, lots of, lots of thoughts about that, but that's not what we're here to talk about this episode. Um, today I wanted to talk about attachment styles and I wanted to talk about this because I've been doing work to fix my attachment style or change my attachment styles, I should say. Um, it's been a topic of discussion in my therapy sessions and I just really wanted to share the knowledge with you guys because obviously like everyone doesn't have the privilege of going to therapy or everyone's not comfortable with going to therapy. And I completely understand that. So whatever I get that I feel that might be helpful from therapy, I'm going to share with you guys. Um, And I feel like attachment styles are something that we don't necessarily talk about a lot. So I wanted to talk about it because obviously we all have an attachment style, right? Yeah. So (laughs) I've been talking to my therapist about that um, because, you know, just it fits what's going on in my life right now. And um, I really want to change my attachment style if possible, because I don't think it's the healthiest for me or the people that it involves. And... um. I just think I can be a lot more productive in a different attachment style where I'm getting what I need and I'm giving someone what they need and it's not an issue that arises, you know? So I'm going to be reading from this um, resource that my therapist sent me about attachment styles because I feel like it's very, um, hmm, y'all, it's early when I'm recording this. So if I sound a little slow, it's for a reason, okay? But <laughs> I feel like it's very rich in knowledge. And it'll help somebody who can't identify which attachment style they are or who needs help to, I guess, grow from wherever they are with their attachment style. And so that's my intention with this episode. I feel like it's going to be more of a educational episode. Not that I'm a therapist, but, you know, I'm definitely just going to read from what I have from my therapist and let y'all know what I took from it. So 
attachment styles, right? First, I'm going to read from their definition of attachment and go from there. So what they have is the word attachment refers to the deep emotional connection we form with someone else. The nature and degree of our emotional connection stems from childhood and how we bonded and how bonded we were or not with our parents or primary caretakers. So obviously how I receive that is just attachment refers to our connection we have with someone else, right? Um, obviously I think it could be more defined and it definitely goes deeper than that. But just for the premises of starting, that's the definition that I have from this document. And um, there are three different attachment styles that this document talks about. So secure attachment, anxious attachment, and avoided attachment. Ooh, now. <laughs> from reading this document, like, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to say and anxious to say that I exhibit qualities from all three of these attachment styles and definitely not what I want, <laughs> but we working on it. Okay. So I'm going to read this child. I'm going to read. Okay. Now, if you're paying attention to the last couple episodes, I've been reading a lot from different things. My reading level is arguably third grade. And <laughs> listen, mm, it, it ain't something I'm proud of, but it, it is what it is. You're working on it. Read more. And y'all just gonna have to put up with this third grade read level. Okay. We sharing the knowledge. Okay. So that's, that's all that matters. But there's an excerpt in the resource that kind of describes the three different attachment styles and where they stem from. And then it's a little bit of statistics in it. So I'm going to read that and then I'm going to get into the three different types of attachment styles. So it says, if you grew up with parents who were tuned into your emotional and physical needs and also celebrated your independence, you likely have developed a secure style of attachment. Okay, that's secure. If you grew up with parents who are less attuned to your needs, that is, if they tended to be overbearing, abusive, or intrusive, or emotionally distant or detached, this can cause a child to be distressed and feel ungrounded, okay? These children can grow up to develop attachment styles that are called anxious or avoidant. According to research, 50% of the population has secure style, 20% has anxious style, and 25% has avoidance style. Now, I was shocked because 50% of the population has secure style. I don't know where that 50% is, <laughs> but I have not met them. I'm sorry. I, I have not met the 50% that they're referring to that has secure style, like, and obviously all of us come from something, you know what I mean? Like all of us have past traumas or something we came from that's not necessarily the best or the most healthy, but I meet the 50% that have secure style. Like who, who, 
And honestly, from reading this document, secure style sounds like something I would aspire to be because it's very like, to me, damn, I feel like I'm being judgy, but it, it is what it is. To me, it feels like someone who's mentally stable, who grew up with, you know, healthy um, ways of living and ways of life with parents who knew exactly how to love and care for them in the way they needed. And I, I just, it gives off perfection to me. I'm not going to lie, but that's how I feel about it. So, um, I just wanted to read that to let y'all know, like what the three different types meant. And now I'm going to get into the three different types individually. So let's start with secure attachment. Um, for the bullet points they have can be intimate without a lot of anxiety about the relationship, doesn't get too upset about misunderstandings, feels open and is able to give and receive love and affection, has generally good self-esteem and confidence, able to confront conflicts directly without being aggressive, passive or passive aggressive, accepts others' qualities, positive and negative, able to apologize, forgive and solve problems collaboratively now listen mm. okay this is very high tech to me <laughs> because i don't know i'm mine i know some people i know honestly everybody in my life has some of these qualities right but to me i feel like the average person has a mixture of all of these attachment styles in my mind because the reality is like we've all come from a relationship or been through a relationship that could have changed us or made us shift our attachment style or you know what I mean like something may have happened either with a parent or whoever that may have shifted how we are viewing attachment or how we behave in relationships in that attachment style. So to me, this secure attachment style is very on point to what I aspire to be, right? This is where I want to get to, where I'm able to be healthy and give healthy vibes out to somebody else. Do I feel like I'm there yet? Absolutely not. Um, and that's okay because <laughs> obviously I'm not going to be perfect and I'm going to have like things from the past and past relationships that have molded me into who I am, right? And things from my childhood that have molded me into who I am that make me this way. But I think the purpose and what I aspire to get to is being aware of those things and not letting it affect how I, or not letting it affect my attachment to somebody else. That's where I want to get to. Um, because we're going to get into what I feel like my attachment style is. And baby, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not great. It's not great. So let's get into anxious attachment because this is where I feel like mostly I fall into. 
and I'll explain why after I read. So for anxious attachment, we have has strong desire to be close to others, able to feel intimacy, highly sensitive to misunderstanding misunderstandings such that they cause distress, jumps to conclusions without rationally assessing the reality, can experience jealous feeling towards their partner's friendships and other other friendships or relationships, can often play games or be manipulative as a way to seek reassurance, can withdraw, withhold, retreat, or threaten partner with withdrawal. Ooh, that is a tongue twister. When conflicts arise, can pursue, nag, badger, or criticize partner in an effort to get them to change. Worries excessively about the stability of the relationship and whether it can last or will last. Tends to take things personally and exaggerate minor conflicts. <laughs> Ooh. Um, triggered is what I felt when I read that. Because if we're being honest, a lot of those things are me. Huh. And I'm not happy about that. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Let me just read some of the things that I think apply to me. Okay. Um, highly sensitive to misunderstandings such that they can cause distress. Definitely me. Okay. Jumps to conclusions without rationally assessing the reality. Definitely me. Okay. Um, can withdraw, withhold, retreat, or threaten partner with withdrawal, oh, I can't say that word, when conflicts arise, me, okay, worries excessively about the stability of the relationship, whether, and whether it can and will last, tends to take things personally and exaggerate minor conflicts, that is me, that is me, that is me, and I can't even cap about it, like, I'm not going to get on here and tell y'all that I have secure attachment because I don't. And um, on one hand, like I accept it about myself, but I'm also just like, damn, like I don't want to be a person who constantly is operating in anxious attachment because that's exactly how I feel when I get close to somebody. I feel anxious about it because one, to me, getting close to people is not like, in the long run, I it's not fun for me. Like I have a lot of um anxiety attached to it because of, you know, just things that have happened to me in the past and how I was raised. And like the little ex excerpt said, the one that I read before I got into, you know, the attachment styles individually. These things stem from childhood. I definitely recognize that. Because I know in my household. <laughs> ooh, um, I was anxious. I was very anxious. Um, I didn't. Let me say this in a way that's. 
Correct. I always had anxiety growing up in my mom's house. Um, and I think because my mother, I don't want to get too much into her story, but I think because my mother didn't properly receive love and didn't properly know what that looked like, she couldn't give that to me and my sister. Well, I'll speak for me. She couldn't give that to me. Um, now, obviously, my mother loved us. That's my mother. You know what I mean? We loved her. But because of her past and her childhood, I knew that a lot of the reasons that she acted the way she did was because of her upbringing. Um, and it just wasn't an ideal way to give love. <laughs> um, and so a lot of things I'm scared of because of that relationship. Um, exaggerating about every minor thing that stems from my childhood because that's what was done to me in my household. Every little thing was an issue. Every little thing was a problem. So I, I now carry that and I make a big deal about every little thing that I, that's minor. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It doesn't get anything done. It's not productive. Um, and it, it can ruin a friend. It can ruin a friendship or a relationship. It can ruin it. So. Highly sensitive. First of all, I'm already a girl, a woman. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sensitive. Okay. I'm human. And. Highly sensitive is definitely something that I'm trying to work on because I don't think it's healthy to be that way. I think it causes a lot of unnecessary stress, overthinking, ruminating on things that don't need to be ruminated on, um, overanalyzing things that don't need to be overanalyzed. You know what I mean? A lot of that stems from my childhood and a lot of it is based on how I grew up. And now it's affecting my attachment style. So if anything, I feel like I relate more to anxious attachment. I do feel like some things in secure attachment I relate to, um, some qualities I pull out of that. Um, I'm trying to look at it and see which one girl, but... <laughs> We gonna we gonna just skip that because honestly mm, we'll be waiting for a few days. But I'm gonna go to a avoidant attachment, which is the last one they have on this document, um, and read off the qualities they have. So for avoidant attachment, it says feel self sufficient 
and independence are the highest value, at times more than intimacy. Able to be close to others up to a point. Not very comfortable sharing deep feelings. Tends to delay or completely avoid commitment. If they've made a commitment, tends to regularly express dissatisfaction. Tendency to focus on partner's flaws. Idealizes single life, being alone. Can be sensitive to being or feeling controlled or pursued. Can exhibit distancing distancing behaviors such as flirting with others, shutting down, blaming others. Ooh. Can distance with can distance by withdrawing, retreating, or pulling back from intimate situations. Tends to dismiss others' feelings. Fears being needy or too dependent. <laughs> Woo, again, triggered because a lot of that is me as well. Man, um, and I don't like that. <laughs> I really don't like that. Um, so for avoidant attachment, I just feel like these are the... Um, I don't want to generalize, generalize the community, but these are the people who are very independent, okay with being independent, okay with not having intimacy or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like interaction. You know what I mean? I've definitely been that person. Now I'm to a point where I want to have interaction and I want to have people around me. And I'm not really there anymore, but I definitely was avoiding attachment at a certain point because of the things I've been through. And that one is scary, especially to deal with, because I think when you're dealing with a person who has avoided attachment style, you become that. You start to think that that's normal and that's okay. And I don't necessarily think it's okay. <laughs> I think... Um, it can be a lot of issues that the person are, the person is just avoiding, obviously, and now it's affecting their relationships and the people around them. So avoiding attachment is what I've seen most people in my life to be, to be honest. Um, and, um, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that one. Only be, I'm not a fan of what I am, uh, my attachment style, but you know, but I'm not a fan of that one because I, I just, I know how it feels to be with somebody like that, whether it's a friend or a partner or a parent or whatever. I know what it's like to be with that person. Oh, damn fridge. And, um, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. So that's what I'll say for that one. Um, we coming up on 30 minutes. So I do want to give some like positive things to take away from this episode. And on this document, they do have strategies for the anxious attachment style and the avoidant attachment style. So I just want to read off a few of those that I feel like will be beneficial. If you're looking to change your attachment style, or if that's something you realize is, um, 
not working for you. Like if your attachment style is affecting your relationships or just affecting you, you know what I mean? Or you realize you had that attachment style and you didn't know how to name it and now you do. I just want to give some strategies that they have for how to face those attachment styles or change. So for anxious attachment style, they have accept that you're wired for emotional reactivity and sensitivity and be kind to yourself. Okay. Be kind to yourself. All right. Because a lot of times when you're anxious, you're not really kind to yourself. And I know. <laughs> um, another thing they have for strategy is count to 10 or step step back from a difficult situation with your partner before automatically responding with anxiety or anger. Now, this is something that I do now because before I'm very like rah-rah in the moment. And I, I don't like that. I don't think that's cool because a lot of times I respond out of emotion instead of logic and emotion because I like a mixture of the two. And um, <clears throat> this is something that I've been trying to actively do is give myself a few minutes to take the, what take in what's pissing me off or what's not making sense to me. And then I'll respond an hour or two later or whatever the case may be a day later. I just won't, I won't engage. You know what I mean? So that works for me for the most part. Um, another thing they have is learn to name your feelings and express them openly with your partner. Vulnerability, y'all. Okay. Another one is write down your emotions, your feelings, and maybe share with your partner. Okay. that I think that'll be beneficial if you can write something and put it on paper and then read it out. Very beneficial. Um... What's another one that I like? Oh, create time and space between the onset of a problem and your sense of urgency to solve it. Distract yourself to take your mind off of it. Come back to it later or the next day. That. Okay. Kind of relates to count to 10. Okay. If you need extra time to just process things, and not let your anxiety take over the whole situation. Do that. Far more better. <laughs> more better. Mm. Far better than letting the situation or letting your anxiety have control over the situation. Okay. For avoidant attachment style, I'm going to read some. A lot of them are similar to the um, anxious attachment style because they are very similar but I'll read some here. Practice being more objective about your and your partner's behavior. If there is a conflict, step back, reflect, and discuss it with your partner instead of running away or de delaying a confrontation. Learn positive affirmations and practice repeating them frequently. Practice reassuring yourself about your positive qualities instead of asking your partner to reassure you. Ooh. Okay. Say yes to situations that you might be inclined to avoid, such as going out as a couple or socializing with others. Mm. Work towards thinking of yourself as a couple as using we more than I and you. Mm. 
Um, <laughs> work on feeling better about yourself and your attractiveness, your talents, and your achievements in life. Okay. So those are some strategies for avoiding attachment. Um, all in all, I feel like obviously all of us have trauma from something that happened in our lives, the way we were raised, whatever the case may be. And it's our job to fix it at this point. If you're an adult and you're able to identify those issues, you, you're able to fix them. And <clears throat> I think that with attachment styles is something that we all have some type of attachment style. And um, it stems from something, right? Or it's, a, it's as a result of something. So homework, y'all, if you can, <laughs> based on the things that I've talked about in this episode, try to identify which attachment style you are, why you are that attachment style, and some things you think will be more productive or more beneficial for your relationships um, in the event that your attachment style is not the best. How can you make a better one for you and whoever you're dealing with? You know what I mean? Whether it's a parent, a partner, a friend, whatever the case may be, a job, you know, try to think of things that may be more beneficial instead of just lashing out or not being the best version of yourself. Okay. That's my message. And I appreciate y'all listening. I will be back soon because we almost had a year and y'all know something got to go down for a year. Okay. So <laughs> I'll talk to y'all later. And I really appreciate y'all being here. Thank you for supporting me. And y'all have a great week. Peace out.